Actually, relaxation is not meditation. When you do meditation in the beginning, first benefit is relaxation. That's the first benefit. But deeper meditation is not relaxation exercises. Now think about you can do so many activities to relax your body and mind. What are the things you can do to relax yourself? Don't say meditation. <laughs> Exercise. I just did it. <laughs> and what else? Read. Going for a massage. What else? Okay, time in the nature. So when you do those activities, how do you feel? Physically, emotionally, you feel so relaxed. When you come to the temple and meditate, your benefit, experience, you feel so relaxed. Now, after your experience having this relaxed mind, then you go to the world. Then you go home. There's a big mess in the home. How do you feel that moment? Are you relaxed? No, you lose that relaxation experience. That is the nature of relaxation. That's why I said relaxation is not meditation, but it is connected to meditation. There's something else to do that. So many people love to have those relaxed experience. When you experience something good with relaxation, people are attaching to that feeling. Then they don't want to let it go. But what is the nature of it? Anytime you lose it, after you go and interact with other things, then how you feel? You feel disappointed. Oh my God, meditation doesn't work for me. Why? Misunderstand whole concept about meditation. Therefore, please understand, meditation is not relaxation, but relaxation is a part of meditation. And also, you know the word hypnotism. When you do the you know, hypnotize people. We use the word, language, music, command, and all those things, you know, like a guided meditation. Then the teacher or guru or whoever put you to calm, relaxed state of mind. When you are doing hypnotism, what we are doing, half away you are sleeping. Same thing happens when you are relax your body and mind. That's why when, you know, in the beginning of the guided meditation, when we are, you know, the guiding people to relax their body and mind, after they wake up, you know, after they stop meditation, they say, Oh, Bhante, I was falling asleep. Why? You were so relaxed. So this is what I do. First, I will guide people to relaxation exercises. That's what I'm going to do too. Then I can... I open my eyes, I, I look around, then I can see everybody is sleeping now. <laughs> then I see that everybody is sleeping. Then what I do, I wake up and kick them all. I kick them all. So right after I go and kick you all, <laughs> what will happen? Everybody wake up. The moment you wake up, meditation begins. Does make sense? So you have to be awake. So the word Buddha used for the meditative mind, he used awakened mind. 
mind is fully awake to what present moment what is happening with our senses you are fully awake to this moment so now you can see what is true meditation developing your mind cultivation of your mind mental culture or awakened mind if you can keep your mind awake that is true meditation this makes sense now now the next problem i can see techniques techniques so other day um today or other day somebody sent me a message and said oh bante i am doing meditation every day then i asked tell me about it actually my online class tell me about it then that lady said what i am doing i am listening to my music i am doing gardening that's my meditation time those are good activities to do but that's not the deeper meditation now in this country there are so many teachers and techniques when i come to this country i don't know about that so one day one of my uh, student who practiced with me here in this place he moved to another state in the beginning he said bante um, i am practicing meditation 15 years i said good for you then right away he was looking at me and said not good i'm so confused i asked why then right away he said why i am so confused because of meditation there are so many teachers and so many techniques but i don't have that condition mind that time because i'm new to this country then i was kind of listen to him i didn't say nothing i was quiet then i left you know maybe month or two later i am coming home after one of my meditation classes outside of the temple driving home one of my brother monks they call me and ask me could you please go and buy some tea i know tea really well why i am coming from sri lanka selan tea coming you know selan tea coming from sri lanka is a tea island i know tea really well I said sure I can go and buy some tea that's the first time in my life here in this country I'm going to buy some tea I went to Jewel in 14 in Kerry right in route 14 so I don't know where they are I asked some help then that man said okay go to that aisle you can see left side you can buy whatever tea you want then I go and looking at that aisle I was shocked why thousand hundreds kind of tea whole aisle even we are growing tea in sri lanka i never seen that many tea then i was so confused then i call my brother monk and ask what kind of tea do you want then he said what are you talking about just tea now i realize i am confused middle of the tea aisle he also confused at home because of my stupid question <laughs> and also then i was thinking my friend david who asked that question about meditation there are so many teachers and the techniques 
we all are confused anyway doesn't matter same confusion is so funny what i did so then i said to my brother man okay okay i will figure it out then i hang up the phone i grab one tea now i'm so used to your culture i start to read the labels i found very interesting tea one i found good for sleep good for wake up yogi tea calming the mind inner peace tension tamer tranquility buddha tea so many kind of tea i'm so confused all sounds good it is so funny one of the yoga studios i was teaching people walking into the class i was you know trying to get some tea i opened the cabinet the tea i saw i was shocked is called pregnancy tea then i said to the owner his name is adam i said i i love to make the jokes i said adam this is not for me <laughs> so then i while i was you know having my tea that day i was thinking something wrong in this world something wrong when we have weak emotions when you have weak emotions business people they know how to use our weak emotions to sell things don't misunderstand if we are a business owner don't feel bad at all nothing wrong with that that is the way it is that is the nature of the business we have to understand the nature of the customer then we have to sell things but as a buyer you can do two things one is emotionally buy things one is mindfully do things selling things is okay how you are going to interact with that so meditative person always doesn't do things emotionally he or she always doing things mindfully with awareness i have another beautiful experience group of women every year because of the covid i didn't do two years every year people travel with me to sri lanka like 10 to 12 people bunch of women with me <laughs> one year we were travel to sri lanka they are so excited always they want to go to tea places uh, spas and ayurvedic massage and all the herbs that's the nature of our countries so then they want to go i took them to the one place then i said okay everybody get out from the car let's go and see things then they are not interested but after they go inside they don't want to come out now they said 15 minutes now almost 45 minutes now i was waiting and waiting and waiting when then i went inside to check what's going on then i can see everybody running around and crazy and buying things i want to tell them don't buy everything just manage your feelings about it but i cannot tell them why or the business people they are around they don't like to hear that then anyway i was so quiet and patient i came out everybody get into the van then one lady was so excited then she's keep throwing to the people look what i got look what i got look what i got she was so excited then i ask her how much did you spend for these things then she said not much just 
I don't know, maybe it's not much for her. But I'm not judging her. And so I know her life. I know her character. She's from Vegas. <laughs> I'm really sure she never used them. It's happened. Then I went to her house. I stay overnight there. After a few years later, she's bringing all those things back to me. Bhante, remember we bought this thing from Sri Lanka? But I didn't use it. How about you take it? Now I'm asking, where's the mindfulness? So what I do if I don't want it, I don't take it. If I have money, I will do this with the purpose. I will go to the street person. I will buy a lunch for somebody. I help children. I can use those money for mindful activities. Now you can see, so when we have so many te techniques, people are so confused. Now when we have so many teachers, then also we are confused. One day, here in this room, right after Saturday morning meditation, one lady said to me, Every day we are doing loving-kindness meditation and breathing meditation here in this place. It is so bored, boring. No, I'm so happy. She's very honest. I'm bored. Is there anything else? <laughs> I said, even another hundred years you are coming to this place. I'm going to teach same thing. <laughs> then right away she said, I found another teacher. I'm going to meet that teacher and spending time learning from something new. I said, okay, good for you. No hard feelings. Then she left. Maybe two or three months later, I, I continue my life here. I can see she's sitting in front of me again. She left anyway. <laughs> and she said, Bhante, I'm sorry, I'm back. I said, welcome back. I don't like that teacher. He also boring. I said, teachers are not boring. Problem. <laughs> not the teacher. Your expectation is the problem with the meditation. What you, are, what you want to have as a meditation, that's the problem. If you can fix that, still now she's coming here many, many years and practicing with us. So now when we have teachers and the techniques, people running crazy place to place, teacher to teacher, to practice meditation. But after many years later, they are the same place. Most of the techniques, music, nature, those are beautiful things, okay? Those I call, those are not real meditation techniques. They are relaxation exercises. Now you come here, we always do uh, singing bowl meditation. Singing bowl. We use the word meditation. When you come to singing bowl, so relaxing, so calm, so peaceful that moment. You are having a really nice nap. <laughs> can you keep it forever? No. If you can keep that level of calmness and awareness, that is meditation then. You do yoga. If you do yoga, end of the yoga, the last exercise we do in the yoga, Shavasana. Do the 45 minutes yoga, then we are laying on the, you know, yoga mat and relaxing and sleeping. 
then people say oh so good then right after 7:30 you done yoga then go home and get dress go to work you are driving 90 east 8 in the morning how about now <laughs> winter day lots of snows lots of traffic how do you feel you are mindful no that relaxation is gone therefore be careful when you practice meditation don't attach the teacher don't attach the teacher if you want to attach something attach the teachings don't attach the techniques it is like a raft what is the purpose of the raft to cross the river after you cross it be grateful just leave it is making making sense now so now you can see relaxation is not meditation techniques and teachers are sometimes the issue then people are attached into the place and teacher and the technique all those things so why people come to meditation to le- learn how to let go after being here at the blue lotus temple if you are so attached more attachments what is the purpose of this meditation so the there are good two techniques i can suggest to go to the in the beginning you can do all those techniques every day you do but when you go to the deeper meditation practice these are the two techniques i am suggesting the first one always we do here at the temple practicing loving kindness practicing loving kindness you know one of my uh, students called me this morning and said bante you are perfectly right i realize you are perfectly right without loving kindness practice there is no meditation there is no meditation no spiritual journey the loving kindness is loving to yourself i call after you are figuring out how i am going to love myself you are completed your first step for the meditation i call it if you want to build the house first you have to put really strong solid foundation talking and practicing a meditation i give lots of information and stories and experiences one woman always she is going to india spiritual stuff yoga teacher famous she, i know her long years then she said bante i am going for 10 day retreat in rockford there's a 10 day retreat place in rockford i said good for you so i'm not controlling people <laughs> then she left been there two nights i can see so many miss calls i thought something urgent i call her now she's crying and crying she has lots of students great teacher lots of techniques lots of experiences then she said i am tired i am exhausted i cannot do this meditation anymore i cannot i want to see you can i come to the temple right now i am going to quit this retreat then she came to this place i am sitting in the same cushion she is sitting next to me we were talking 
Only thing, like almost 15 minutes, she cried. I can see lots of anger, lots of hatred. Then she was telling me, I was thinking, while I was in distracted world and doing activities and helping other people, I'm the perfect one. That's what I was thinking. I'm perfect, I'm good, I'm a guru. Right after I go to that meditation center, I'm nobody. No students. I am the student. Then I had to do some activities. I have to go inward, not outward. When I am in the world, I am outward. When I am trying to practice meditation for myself, I am going inward. Then I said, tell me more about it. When I go inward, I saw myself. Does this make sense? I saw myself. The first reaction was anger and hatred. So many things I was repressing, keep them under the carpet so many years. But everybody was so quiet, no talking, nothing, no communication at all. That moment things I suppress, little by little they are, you know, coming out. I couldn't handle I am angry, they are dark, they are negative. Now you can see why loving-kindness is important. Now think about when I, you know, because of the mask, but I can see through your eyes, okay? And when I say something funny, you always smile. It doesn't mean you don't have problems. We all do have problems. I have millions of problems as other monks. They will tell you what are my problems are. But even I have problems, I know how to smile. How many problems? No need to tell me how many problems you have. Even you have all those problems, you know how to smile. That means you are so lucky and fortunate. Possibilities there. Even if you have thousands of problems in life, if you can smile, That means tiny little Buddha inside you. Once in a while when we say something good and nice, something, little things happening, that tiny little Buddha smiling. You know, if you can see that, then if you can have a noble friend to help, definitely you can take that tiny little Buddha, you can make it bigger, big Buddha. So every time when I see even people are sad and unhappy and angry, if they can smile, I'm always thinking they can do something good. They can do something good. Now it makes sense. So now please understand meditation is going inward. So that means taking care of yourself. Now I'm asking you a question. Is it difficult for you to practice self-love? <laughs> Ask yourself that question. Is it difficult? Why it is difficult? I will tell my story too. Yeah, good. Good. So I will tell you my story. Now, long years being a monk, you know, you know, 
you know, very young I became a monk. I was an angry little monk. I have a long history about it. I made lots of troubles in the school because of my anger. I was like a teenager. One day, within five minutes, whole school closed because I hit somebody. You know, my one of my brother monk <laughs> because of my anger. I got lots of punishments because of that anger. That's why I am honest about it. My journey, I was angry. So, one punishment my teacher gave me is not, you know, physical punishments. And I have to chant loving-kindness chanting one hour sitting middle of the temple premises. All the people are walking by, I just sitting myself, I'm chanting. How weird. That's the punishment. Then the brother monk I don't like now he is also walking by. He is so happy. Why I am punished? Now I am chanting, May I be well, happy and peaceful. May all living beings you know, be well, happy and peaceful. I am chanting. Then I can see that kid also walking by. Because he wants to tease. Then I, you know, my teacher also walking by. Then I keep chanting loud. No meaning, still I am angry. Then I can see my brother monk is walking by. I say, may all beings be well, happy and peaceful. I hate you. May all beings be well, happy and peaceful. I hate you. And that's how I practice loving kindness when I was 13 years old. <laughs> that's how I did it. Now think about many years later, now people call me Bhante Sujata, the loving kindness monk. How I transform into being angry monk to the loving-kindness monk? That is the secret. If people ask, what is the secret for your spiritual journey? My number one answer is loving-kindness. I learn how to love myself. How to my myself. So, therefore, I'm asking the first technique, use the words, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. It's just simple. Keep repeating those words. One lady said, <laughs> and she said, Bhante, I, I repeated those words more than thousand times. Still I get angry, no? I said, fake it until you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I did the same thing. I fake it so many years, especially my teenage time. Now I see it is not fake at all. It is not fake at all. So I think that is the secret for the meditation. Then I say, when you can figure out self-loving-kindness part, that means you are putting nice foundation for your spiritual house. Then easily you can build it. Therefore, don't run around place to place, teacher to teacher, technique to technique, this, that. No need to. But wherever you go, Whatever teacher, you know, you learn from, you all have to practice this, no matter where or what. You, there's no bypass. <laughs> Always, you know, without loving kindness, there is no spiritual journey. There is no spiritual journey 
If you can find one, please let me know. I'm going to join. <laughs> because my search, I know. Always people pretend they are great, they are wonderful in their spiritual journey. When they come to that point, that is the biggest weakness. That's the biggest weakness. That's the first technique. Okay? The second one is <clears throat> we call the mindfulness practice. To do mindfulness practice, we are using some technique. We use the technique of breath. So, breath, the day we were born into this world, the day we are dying, until that we have this breath. I think that's the best friend ever. Now, when we are doing meditation after loving kindness, we are focusing on the breath. Why breath? Breath means life. When you are angry, what will happen to your breath? You are holding and fast. When you have fast breath, you are angry, then what is your reactions? Negative. Why are we asking people to focus on the breath, which means we are focusing on life? When we are focusing on our breath, breathe in and breathe out, we are letting that breath to calm down. When we have a calm breath, we can see things as they are. When you have a distracted breath, we see things as we are. <laughs> That's how we see. Then Buddha gave an analogy for that. Like a lake or pond. The pond is murky or dirty. You cannot see the bottom of the pond. Why it is dirty? When we are angry and distracted, no loving kindness, we cannot see all the things we have deep inside us. When you focus on the breath, we let it settle down, then we can penetrate. We can see things. That is the technique. That's the best technique, actually. Now think about modern world. they using the same technique when you go to the hospital. These days, you know, people, some people are so nervous about the vaccine injections. When nurse want to give you a vaccine or injection, what they tell you first? Okay, take a deep breath. Then we are taking a deep breath. Then needle is in. <laughs> right? It's so funny. So breath is important. Breath calming you down. Now think about, now you are practicing loving-kindness, now you are focusing on the breath, now you are calmed down. You can maintain this calmness, keep doing this exercise. Then you see things as they are. Now think about, then what will happen if you, are, if you don't have a calm breath? We become slaves to our senses. Make sense? We become slaves to our senses. Whatever your eyes telling you, you just do it, see things, hear things. 
when we have a calm breath whatever things you see whatever things you hear what your things you taste touch emotionally you are not following it you are mindful what you see you are mindful what you eat that's a good one if you are not mindful what you eat what is happening eating everything no control no loving kindness you have seen there's one of the big challenge here in this country eating disorders why when you see beautiful food or tasty food you go and emotionally involved that's why people who practice mindfulness we call mindfulness training for eating now it makes sense okay so now now when you are breathing and letting your calm down then you are observing your emotions then what will happen you can see so many thoughts feelings and emotions like a storm walking and coming into your mind do you like it no then people said oh, you said that word oh my god i cannot quiet my mind how many people say that i cannot quiet my mind i want to have a quiet my mind one of the bank manager who come to the temple for practice meditation wednesday night after meditation he came to me and said bande today wednesday night meditation didn't work i yes why i don't like it why you don't like it? tell me about it so many thoughts i cannot quiet my mind i don't like so many thoughts is everywhere i said okay i understand then i asked him what kind of work you are doing i am a bank manager do you go to work tomorrow <laughs> then he said of course i had to go no choice now just imagine you are at your office sitting at your ta- you know in your room and the, all the clients customers were walking into your room you are just sitting like a statue <laughs> frozen no thoughts no words no feeling no emotions you are just sitting like a buddha statue then i ask him do you like it then he said no i don't like it i need my thoughts you know emotions i need everything i ask why do you need them to work then i said stop complaining then why you are complaining about you know you want to have a quiet mind there is no quiet minds therefore don't have a expectation when i am doing meditation i have a quiet mind there is no such thing but you can have a calm mind you can have a calm mind calm mind is not quiet <laughs> calm mind is working thoughts emotions feelings everything is there in the calm mind but that mind know how to manage those things stay calm in the process of this, those storms therefore real meditation is not controlling your mind not quieting your mind there's a funny story one young man came to the temple and asked the master monk please teach me how to meditate then monk said okay simple there's a room there's a cushion go to that room sit down then he asked what i had to do 
Then teacher said, don't think of monkeys. <laughs> don't think of monkeys. Then this young man was thinking, oh my God, that's easy. I was thinking meditation is so difficult. It is easy. I can do it. Then he was sitting on the cushion and closed his eyes, tried to stop thinking about monkeys. What happened? Millions of thousands of monkeys teasing to him. Within a second, he ran to the teacher and said, please stop this crazy monkey meditation. I don't like it. So many monkeys in my head. <laughs> then that wise monk said, okay, I understand. Go back to your room. Now what? Sit down and think about monkeys. Now he realized there is no monkeys anymore. When you are practicing meditation, don't try to control your mind. Don't try to control your thoughts. Control doesn't work. <laughs> Analogy is a holding a rubber ball into water. Until we hold it, rubber ball into the water, it is there. Right after you let it go, it is popping up. Same thing. If you are making no feeling, nothing, that meditation doesn't work. That is the, you know, controlling your mind. Meditation is not controlling your mind, understanding your mind, observing your mind. I always use the word mindful observation. That is the meditation. So, next part, people are thinking, how long we have to sit? That's another question people always asking, how long we have to sit for the meditation? Sometimes I answer funny, three hours per day. Then people say, no way! <laughs> I know how to trick people. So then I'm asking, how about two minutes? Everybody says, oh yeah. I can do two minutes. So if you can take two minutes for sitting every day, that's a big deal. In this country, people think more sitting, more powerful person. If I sit more hours doing meditation, I'm more powerful. It is totally wrong. It is totally wrong. Sitting is important. I call the sitting is training. While we are sitting on the cushion, we are not doing our meditation. We are training our mind. Where do you practice? Right after you walk out from this door. While you are driving, somebody honking you, somebody cut you off. That is the time you can see how you are practicing. Does this make sense? So now you can see, meditation always coming for everyday life. Therefore, don't try to control your mind, control your thoughts, control your emotion. Nothing to do like that. Just silently observing your mind what is happening. Then whatever you do, thousands of people are sad. But you can stand tall among those thousands of people angry or sad. You are not angry. Why? You are awake. Thousands of people are negative. Among those thousands of negative people, you can stand positive. That means your meditation is working, you are practicing meditation. 
make sense so now you can see those are the purpose of the meditation therefore be careful don't get into those ditches ditch and you know make meditation is impossible now your time to ask questions and so we can have a really good discussion and be honest i don't feel hurt you can ask question because my intention to help okay what are the challenges you have when you do the meditation Okay, yeah, it's helping. I can see. There are three ways to gain wisdom. One is thinking and gaining wisdom. Mindful thinking. You can walk. I had the, you know, seven miles walk I did, did today before, before this class. That's my time to think. So every time when I'm walking is I call the mindful walk I'm thinking mindfully every day when I do that my awareness is getting better why instead of sitting on the cushion hours I just being in the real world and processing myself every day I come with some wisdom so one of my other brother monk always reminding me every day when you are walking when you come home you have to call me because always i am saying something wonderful actually i do even i call him today and so that means you know the thinking and gaining wisdom that's the one meditation the second one is listening and gaining wisdom what you are doing now you can add a little bit more into that you, while you are listening how do you understand how you realize things about yourself not about the world about yourself that's another way to gain the wisdom the last one we call meditating and gaining wisdom that means sitting and really call the meditation this posture that's the one one way to do the gain the wisdom so but now people are thinking most of the time if i sit on the cushion more hours then i'm a best meditation practitioner it is not i know some people are doing long years of meditation practice still they are the difficult annoying people even they are doing long period of time so i was doing a day retreat here in this place uh during this kind of discussion one man said same that rockford place <laughs> and he said bandi you know what i want to tell you something i said okay go go for it you know what i i went for the 10 day vipassana retreat you know insight meditation you know what i did 8 hours sitting I did meditation eight hours per day. Then everybody said, "Wow!" I said, "How wonderful! You did it! I'm so happy for you." That's it. 
okay then we are continue our practice you know our discussion no connection to what we are discussing again he said you know what guys i did 8 hours per day no surprises the second time i didn't say wow <laughs> because wow is gone now then i i was shaking my head because i am the leader i have to stay focused then i can see i feel something not right if he said the second time no reason it will come third time i was planning in my head it will come for third time again so obvious he said middle of no connection to the discussion you know guys i did 8 hours per day you know he was so loud and said is i said who cares <laughs> you know i you know he said that tone i said the same tone i said who cares then he said oh my god you are the loving kindness monk i cannot believe you hurt my feelings so much i said that's my intention <laughs> i said that's my intention i want to challenge you i want to hurt your feelings then i explained if you did a really good meditation we are so grateful when you say first time i'm so grateful we say wow wonderful we gave the credits second time we shake our head third time more than third time is too much now instead of you are talking about your true practice you need recognition that means being that 10 days you didn't meditate you build up your ego <laughs> ego now this is my another observation we have lots of addicts here in this country drug addicts you know different addicts among the spiritual community there's a new addicts i call the cushion addicts addict to the cushion they love to sit but nothing happened they think you know if i don't sit in the morning like one hour i feel i didn't eat if you want to sit like 2 hours per day that's great how wonderful but after you get up from the cushion how you are going to live your life that's what important i know there's a great teacher i don't want to say the name that person wonderful teacher sitting on the cushion and giving a teaching enlightenment oh my god right after we get up from the cushion start to talk and share something all other people lives feel miserable <laughs> makes sense now so people can sit on the cushion and give the teaching no problem but we don't know practice is there what i really want people who come to the blue lotus temple to think like that you know understand about themselves how they do don't attach these things or the people or the teacher or the techniques totally you are going to be free from everything this makes sense okay questions otherwise i'm keep talking anything yes correct you were talking about the 
That's totally fine, right? You know, that's what we all do. First, we have to intellectually, we have to understand what it means. Then we have to let it process during that quiet time. That's perfectly fine. Actually, that's true. But now I don't want guided meditation. Actually, it's so funny. So, don't do the same thing what I do now because it's a process, long years of the process. I don't want even sitting many hours because I feel my life and my meditation is not separate. Does it make sense? My life itself and my meditation is connected. I am walking, I am doing exercise. That's my meditation. It's life. But get into that level. You know, remember I said I was an angry monk. Get into that level, you had to do lots of training. Lots of training. So now you are in the training programs where you come to the... This is called the meditation center or meditation training center. Actually, Blue Lotus is like a hospital. Why you go to the hospital? Get the treatment. But don't stay permanently in the hospital. <laughs> That's not the place to stay. Go home and whatever medication you prescribe, you know, use them. Make sense? Yeah, so that's how I'm suggesting. So keep coming and do the training program, then try to apply it. You know, remember last Saturday, maybe you were here, I gave the seven, seven items for people to focus. You were here, right? Yeah. So those are the things I'm giving for people to go and practice and focus. Then you can process them, little by little. Now think about, I was angry, I was observing that anger, get some help from the people and the teachers and the noble friends. I was in that process. I was cheating myself in the meditation. However, in that process, I figured it out during my training. Now I am really in life. Now I am enjoying. And also, other thing I want to let you know, when somebody coming in this process, how do you know your meditation is working really well? Okay? These are the things, you know, these are the good points if you can memorize. So if you are doing really well your meditation, these are the points you can see. The number one, as I said in the beginning, your loving kindness is really developing in your mind really well. That means you are doing well with your meditation practice. The second one, your compassion going really well. That means loving kindness go inward, compassion going outward. 
You know, true compassion is how I'm going to help you without hurting to myself. Most of the compassion people call now, every time when people see other people's emotion and challenges, they feel emotional too. That's not the compassion. That's what happened to the therapists right now, counselors. End of the day, they are tired and exhausted. Why? They are taking all their problems to, into their lives. I don't do it to myself. I did many years ago. Not anymore. That is the compassion. How I am going to help you without hurting to myself? There's a, you know, in psychology and the counseling people use the word compassion fatigue. <laughs> compassion fatigue. That means they are exhausted and tired because of the compassion. So that compassion quality is getting better. That means you are doing well with your meditation practice. The third one, sympathetic joy, appreciative joy. That means opposite of jealousy. That quality also getting better in your life. Something happened to somebody. Somebody bought a new car. Somebody bought a new house. Somebody passed the PhD. We say, I'm so happy for you. That's how meditation, meditative person react. I'm so happy for you bought a new house. In the Buddhist teaching we call rejoicing together. We enjoy that feeling with that person. That's the third quality. The fourth quality is <clears throat> equanimity. Keep your mind balanced, even. If your mind is balanced, your meditation is working. Usually our minds are not balanced, always going like this, up and down, like and dislike, good and bad. That's why you are exhausted, <laughs> end of the day. So when you are practicing meditation, something good happened, you are same. Something bad happened, still you are the same. Why both will change? <laughs> it's not a big deal for the meditative person. Something good happened, I'm happy, or something good happened. Something bad happened, you know, it's okay, things happen in life. I had to accept this, let it be, let it go, just do whatever I can do. Then the next one, you understand when you meditate, all the problems we have in our life because of egotistical issues, ego matters, that is the root of all my problems. I can give a whole other talk about it. Okay? Ego related. Then you can see the root. Then you become so humble, but you don't become a doormat. I'm always telling people, hiss without poison. Meditative person always talk, very straightforward, but not angry. You know, I, I being a leader here sometimes is very challenging. And so I have hiss. But I'm not putting the venom out. <laughs> because there's no venom. There's no poison. The last one, the meditative person understands everything is subject to change, which is impermanence. So when you meditate, every day focus on those qualities getting better in my life, that means meditation is working. That's why I said, so many people are many, many months, many, many years practicing meditation, I can see those qualities are not developed. That's sad.
That's why I said, they are so used to sitting on the cushion, nice pose, maintaining, very spiritual. And the last one, when you are practicing meditation, you become so normal person, not abnormal. Now, <laughs> these are my real life experience. Sometimes people come to meditation, then they label themselves, now I'm spiritual. Then they, oh, to be more spiritual, travel to India. If you want to travel to India, great, please do. Please come to Sri Lanka with me too. <laughs> and that's great. Then they are, go to India, then they come back, look like Indians. Dress like an Indian, talk like an Indian, eat like an Indians. Now they think if they change outside, appearance, they are more spiritual. It is not. The way you look is perfect to be spiritual. No need to go and change yourself. So after that, then you can go for a vacation, you can have a family life, you can have a girlfriend, you can marry, you can go to work. You are living in the world. How you are going to living in the world? Like a lotus flower. You are the above. You are above the water, above the mud. So, lotus flower cannot survive without mud or water. When you practice meditation, you are not escaping from this difficult world. Oh, I don't like Chicago, I'm running to California. The problem is same. <laughs> if you have a problem, solution is here too. Therefore, don't escape. Be the lotus flower. So then you are having fun. <laughs> so my funniest story, um, I was doing a retreat in Costa Rica. So second day, we, you know, first night we started, the second day, everybody having a breakfast. Um, then I was walking to that um, dining area. Everybody was so quiet right after they see me. Then I knew they are talking about me. I said, guys, I know you guys are talking about me, just continue, <laughs> I said. Then they said, one day, you know, sorry, we are so worrying about you. I said, for what? After breakfast today, we are going to zip lining. Just people don't have a little fun. I said, so what is the problem then? We are thinking, you know, how we are going to keep our teacher here at the center by himself because we are going to have fun. I said, who said I'm going to stay my, by myself? No, that's why uh, uh, we are assuming <laughs> you are not going to do zip lining. I said, no, I'm going. I'm going to do zip lining. After that, I asked what happened. We are going to beach. I said, I'm coming to beach too. I'm going to play. I'm a human being. I love to do those things. Oh, then they said, oh, we were thinking you are practicing meditation. That means... You don't do those things. How sad. People are misunderstanding the whole concept. Now, sometimes when I go to those retreats, intentionally, I'm acting funny. Why? If I'm a little serious, they become a double serious. That's why people love me when I go to retreat or something. I make it very simple, but powerful practice, powerful experience for people. I become an example to them. 
This is the way after you meditate, how you are going to enjoy your life. Otherwise, you cannot enjoy this. Okay, anything else? Questions? Any, any areas I didn't address? I miss? Maybe you have some questions. Yes? Actually, it is not easy. We cannot say it takes a long time. It depends on how you understand it. Person to person, it is different. But when I was a kid, you know, young monk, it took so long for me to understand because I was a kid. But maybe in your life now, depend on how much you practice, how much you put things to perspective, you quickly understand things faster. It depends on, you know, there is no one way for everybody. Person to person it is different. Therefore, don't compare your practice with somebody next to you or around you. You know, when you come to this practice, you are a unique person. You are so unique. Sometimes when I go to Sri Lanka, because I'm the out of the box, I'm not traditional at all. But our country, 2,500 years old tradition, Buddhist tradition, very traditional for the monks and everything. Whether they are right or wrong, doesn't matter. They believe it. But being here, out, you know, almost 30 years outside of the country, most of my adult life growing the, you know, outside of the country, I don't have those things in my mind now. So I just, myself, Sometimes people don't like it. Then I'm always telling, if there's no harm, what I do to myself or the world, that's not my problem. If you are sad about it, upset about it, that's your problem. So that means I feel free after that. Otherwise, always we have to follow somebody's rules and guidelines. We are not living our own mind. So my purpose, actually this class, do a right guided meditation or whatever meditation you do. And I want to see you are enjoying your life. Not adding more painful experience after meditating. <laughs> Otherwise, what is the purpose? Now you can see, you know, when you come to the, you know, when people come to the Blue Lotus Temple, why last 21 years this place is exist? That is the theme I'm trying to bring into the community. Otherwise, running this place is not easy. <laughs> it's a big place and lots of expenses and all those things are happening. But however, teaching exists. Teaching is alive here in this place. People trying to practice trying to understand themselves, 
trying to practice loving kindness. They are getting better. So yesterday during my walking exercise or meditating, whatever, I realize, you know, always when I give talks, you know, I'm very humble about it. People always appreciate and come to me and telling me, oh, that's perfect, you know, you know, giving me the credits. I'm so used to that. I'm listening to it mindfully. Then I was thinking, how this whole process will happen in my life? I am not a college professor. That is the <laughs> answer. I am not the college professor. I am not doing academic courses for people who come here. I am talking about life. I am talking about the realities. More than talking about life, I am talking about my own journey, my own practice, how I did it. Then people get it from what I am talking about. So that means I realize there is a listener, there is a talker. Talking person and listening person. I'm not talking actually. I'm doing. I'm living by that. So that means I try to bring my practice to the higher level more than the listeners. Then listeners will feel that energy, that vibration. If I am in the same level like the listeners, it's become like a college course. There is, you know, I know um, there is a college professor. He's a world religion professor. He always called me. He's teaching Buddhism too in the college, one of the big college. He always calling me and said, I'm upset today, I'm mad. Then I'm always laughing and reminding him, you know that. I was in his class too. When I was in the school, I had to take that class, even I know the subject. You know, he was my teacher too. But he cannot bring that teaching to his real life. That's why I said, I don't want to be like that. I want to be an example. I want to be a role model. Otherwise, this teaching doesn't help for people. Anything? No questions? Yeah. One thing I took from you many Saturdays ago when I sit down and meditate, and I said this to me, and I, you can't take your next breath. So when I start meditation, like I always start with the breath, and I'm trying to calm myself like throughout the day. But my question is um, about my meditation practice is that I don't, I feel like I, I can only meditate short periods of time, even though I've been doing it like for a while. <laughs> I, this, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, please understand everybody, meditation is not a job. It is not a job to do, going to work. I have to work eight hours, done, check. <laughs> meditation is not such thing. It is no, there is no such thing called, I am doing meditation, even we use the language. You are not doing meditation. You're just sitting and observing yourself. And also, real meditation. In the beginning, we have to do this meditation 
with conventional rules and guidelines, like a guided meditation, time. That's conventional, right? Time is conventional. So when you come to the deeper awareness, this meditation go beyond the time. We cannot put into the timeline. Life. Now you are looking at me, that's your meditation. I'm looking at you, that's my meditation. I'm smiling to you, that's my meditation. You are smiling to me, that's your meditation. Everything you do in your life after that, you are going and cooking some food for your kids. And you are cleaning the garden or house. Everything turns into meditation. Therefore, don't try it. In the beginning, as I said, conventional, yes. For the trading purpose, yes. But after you get into a certain level of your awareness practice, just be. It's so beautiful that experience, just be. That's what I'm suggesting. Therefore, don't try to meditate. So one day, the moment you uh, stop trying, that is the time you get into the enlightenment. <laughs> if you are trying something, that's become another job, another work. How many people stress out because of their meditation practice? Why they are planning to do every morning six hours? If I cannot do it, oh, then miserable. Oh my God, I miss my meditation. So then I say, if you miss your meditation, that is your meditation. Missing meditation. <laughs> so the wise person, if you have more awareness and mindfulness, he or she always turning everything to life experience. That's meditation practice. Make sense? Yeah. So therefore just be every day and you can see things, hear things, listen to music, everything. And also, most important thing, you are maintaining yourself in the middle ground. You are not going to extremes. Usually our mind is always go to the different extremes. If you can maintain your mind in the middle ground, it's beautiful. I have one experience. I was um, teach, almost ready to teach a class in downtown Chicago. One of my friends from Wisconsin, a student, he called me and said, Bhante, I'm so exhausted and tired and emotionally drained. I really want to see you. I don't have a car. Can you come to my house? Now I'm in the middle of the Chicago. From here to go to his place, I had to drive two hours. Now maybe another two hours I had to come from Chicago. Then he's keep begging me to come to him. I, I listened to him. I said, nothing really important. You can manage. You have teaching. You know the practice. And, you know, I gave a talk. And then uh, he said, no, 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 I really want to see you. Please come today. I said, I'm sorry if I come to your house. Uh, I finish my class 10 at the night. And if I come to your house, next day morning. Still this man keep asking me to come. Then finally I said strongly, I said, no, I'm not coming today. It is not life-threatening for you. Then what he did, he said, you are the most unkind monk I ever met. Then he hung up the phone. No time to say something. It didn't affect to my mind or my moods at all. What I did, I laughed. Now I have to teach loving-kindness meditation. So I did my class, I came home. After a week later, I'm teaching here. Saturday morning, I can see this man sitting in front of me. 
I'm totally fine with that. He just walked to the social room and said, Pante, I'm very sorry. Other day I was so mean to you. I said, really? You didn't mean to me. No, I did. I said, no, you mean to yourself. Not for me. <laughs> you are so mean to yourself. He was so confused. Then he said, explain to me. I said, other day, telling me I'm the unkind monk, that's your practice. Now you are apologizing me today and telling I'm a good monk, that's your practice too. Nothing to do with that for me personally. Because my mind, when you say something good, when you say something bad, I don't want to jump here and there. I want to keep myself even. Otherwise, I'm tired and exhausted. Especially working with people. <laughs> so therefore, when somebody comes to me and says something good about me, I say, thank you, thank you so much. Sometimes people insulting me and complaining about something, I'm okay with that too. You know, that's what we call the practice. <laughs> Balance it. I know this takes a long time to get into this place. I know in my own experience. But don't be hurry. Slowly is holy. <laughs> Slowly is holy. You know, that's another biggest weakness here in this country. Everything is quick, instant. You know, one lady ran to the you know meditation room downstairs and said, Oh, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. You know, somebody called me last night, you are at the temple, go and ask some peace. Then I was thinking somebody chasing her. I need peace right now, Bhante, I need right now. The first time at the temple. I said, I'm very sorry, I'm not selling it here. <laughs> to buy it, write it. Then I said, you have to sit down and calm down. Let's practice together. How long is it take? How long is it take? I said, lifetime. Then she said, forget about it. She was so disappointed. Why people, people are so used to that, you know, the things, you know, the, you know, the expectation about it. But this is a process. It takes time. That's why I'm always love this saying, slowly is holy. Slow down. Little by little, every day, two minutes. And also another good time to practice meditation while you are driving, to observe yourself. People say, oh, I don't have time to practice meditation. No, you do. I call the red light meditation. <laughs> because I am a driver too. Now think about, you are driving. So you have a red light. And so every red light, open your eyes, Breathe in and breathe out. Send loving kindness from the both windows to the both sides. Then go to the second light. Breathe in and breathe out. Send loving kindness. That's what I do. I'm smiling sometimes to people. And so when you pass 20 lights, how wonderful your meditation. Therefore, don't say, I don't have time. Yes, you can be smart and find time. Yeah. Okay. All good? It's clear? Okay. So now tell me what are. Let's summarize. I said so many things. You know, just say what you got. Okay. 
yeah, what you really got, you know, maybe most of things you already know, but one thing you really resonate and took into taking care of yourself with that practice. That's wonderful. You got it, Kurt. That's wonderful. You know, so therefore, don't think this meditation is an academical program. <laughs> we are doing. Right, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Everybody took something? Um, so I get tired of myself because I, I'm still a teenager. I'm still the angry teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've noticed changes in order, you know, I've noticed changes. Mm-hmm. Good. But they don't seem to come quick enough. Right. But this whole thing is a practice. Yeah. That's wonderful. And one person told me, sometimes I was so disappointed uh, being trying to practice meditation. When I talk like this in a simple way, you know, many people told me, you gave me hope. I can do. That's a good thing, right? If they have hope, I can do it. It's really click somewhere here. Yes, I can do it. And anything else you learned today? Yeah. I think it's very powerful. That's a very powerful. That is the troublemaker. Our senses, because you know, always we let everything to go in, without you know the checking everything. So when you are practicing meditation, everything we take before we take in, we screen, <laughs> like airport. We screen everything. Usually, if you don't meditate, you are not screening yourself. Everything is like a storm keep coming. That's a good point. Thank you. That's what we hear. Anything else? That's a good thing. Yeah, that's why I said it's get hope now. Yeah. Actually, you said perfect. You know, so many people told me that. Because, you know, I was thinking meditation shut down everything. There's no such thing. You know, if you are quiet and shut down, you are dead. <laughs> but the word Buddha uses is perfect. He used opposite word, awakened mind. Awakened mind is not dead. But the people believing meditative mind is a dead mind. The day you rest in peace, <laughs> that's a perfect day to meditate accordingly. 
Yeah, thank you. Any anything? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think you you all are good student today. I can see. Now I use these two words together: loving mindfulness. I always talking like a two separate thing. Now I'm adding it: loving mindfulness. Together, is go together actually. It's very interesting. Anything else? Right. Right, exactly. So, you know, you know, remember I said even you are practicing loving kindness, compassion, mindfulness, all those things, don't let other people to use you. You know, sometimes people are thinking when we are practicing meditation, loving kindness, oh, other people can say everything, whatever they want to say and do. No, that's wrong. No, you know, that's why I said don't become a doormat. And so you can be a very strong, powerful, uh, spiritual character. Same time, if other people are trying to hurt you or hurt somebody, if you can take, take an action, yes, do. But how? How you are going to do it? So, my experience, when I really develop that energy in my, my practice, people cannot behave in front of me like that. Does it make sense? So that means, whatever energy I am creating, it is dominated all the other negative energies in the room. So, one time uh, somebody was upset with something uh, with me, I don't know. Um, so he called somebody and said, Oh, I'm really mad with Bhante right now, I'm going to talk to him and you know, we are going to have a big fight and argument today. Then he left. Right? He came from home and calling somebody. I was here. Then I, I got the phone call from that person. Oh, that person is really angry coming to the temple to talk to you. I said, okay. I was sitting here. No anger at all. Then I called that friend and said, are you lying? This person was so nice and calm and you know. So then he called. That person, and what happened? Did you fight with Bhante? No, when I see him, I totally calm down. <laughs> this makes sense? Because I'm not ready to put fire into that, you know, the fuel into that fire. Because I was totally calm. Because I maintain my practice and my personality. I'm not talking with ego, right? Because I maintain myself. I, I I knew he's coming. I was practicing loving kindness. I'm sending good vibration, good thoughts to this person before he come. Everything is maintained. So therefore, understand, world is too big for you to focus. 
but your inner world is a perfect size. That's what I did in my life. I don't want to fix the world, but I want to fix myself. Then I am fixing the world. Okay. Anything else? Yes. Right, exactly. So actually, before I give my final decision to him, I ask lots of questions. Why? What is going on? Are you okay? You know, you know, any physical... No, he's totally normal. But problem is emotionally he's exhausted. Actually, problem had the fight with wife. <laughs> wife left. That's the problem. So those things happen in life all the time. I said, don't become a, like a kid. So I had to drive four hours until three in the morning. <laughs> no, it's not realistic. So then I'm okay to say those things. But if I can see he's suicidal, you know, how he wants to I don't care about the time, how long it takes, I will go. It's depend on that. So my, you know, that's why I said my loving kindness is not like a foolish, you know, unwise actions. I do it wisely. So those are the decisions peop people cannot make. Yeah. Sometimes because when I'm behaving like that, some people feel maybe I'm heartless. I'm mindless. I'm not compassionate. Because they are not strong enough to understand where is my compassion level is. But I'm not going to argue with that. Because I know who I am. So I don't want to prove to somebody because of my practice. Okay, let's do a short meditation before we finish. Just close your eyes. Take a few deep, long breaths and let go and relax. Bringing loving thoughts towards yourself, practicing loving kindness, or you can repeat those three words, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. At the same time, you can process yourself, what we talk, what we discuss about loving kindness. Think to yourself, I'm a beautiful person. I can make my life beautiful and better experience. Live in harmony, live with peace. I don't have time to waste. I don't have time to worry. No matter what is happening around the world, I am going to love myself.
Now slowly turn your attention to your breath. Every breath you take in, you take out, is taken mindful. Let's try 20 breaths. When you breathe in, naturally you can say 1. When you breathe out, you can say 2. Then 3, 4, like that. 20 times without distracting ourselves. It's a challenge. Let's do it. Now observe your mind, observe your body. Your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Make a strong determination to practice meditation every day, regularly, with diligence and patience. Understand how important this meditation practice. Keep yourself well, happy, peaceful and balanced. Now I am going to do a short chant to give blessings to all of you. You all are little Buddhas, as I said. You all are my heroes this evening. You came to the temple with purpose, with intention. You want to be better, loving, kind, mindful people. This chanting for you, this chanting called loving kindness and healing chant. 
Please listen and receive the blessings. Bahun sahasma binim Mitesa yudantang Giri me kelang udit gore sasen marang dana didham vidhina. Jitwa munindo Tante jasa bhavatute Jaya manglani May you be well, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, choose loving kindness. Thank you. Okay, so one more thing I want to remind you, I, uh, I didn't say it. So the sitting, so the posture. So I'm always reminding people meditation is not a punishment. You have enough punishment everyday life. So therefore, don't punish yourself. When you meditate, best posture is what you feel comfortable. But if you are sitting like cushion, you can keep your back straight. That's the most important thing. Whether you are sitting on a chair or cushion, you have to keep your back straight. If you are kind of bent, you are falling asleep. You know, that's hurting you. So otherwise, you are falling asleep. So, therefore, whatever you feel comfortable, that is the best posture you can maintain for your meditation practice. Because some people cannot sit on the ground, you know, some people need comfortable chair, like a straight chair like that. Always, you can find out what is comfortable for you. Okay, now, after this, drive home. While you are driving, try to process what I said, try to understand and meditate and Thinking and gaining wisdom. Now you listen and gaining wisdom. Now thinking and gaining wisdom. So process them throughout your driving. Okay. And also, um, you know, this is my third book published maybe a year and a half ago, Sitting on the Toolbox. Um, I got three awards for this book. Uh, if you didn't read it, because lots of... Um, Practical information I put into this book. If you are interested to read, you can get this book from the bookstore and I can autograph it. And also, uh, those Choose Loving Kindness t-shirts, um, we are, you know, they are for sale right now. Uh, last 22 years, I'm helping mothers and the babies. I donated uh, 22 incubators for the premature babies and also every year I am doing a retreat for 300 pregnant mothers in one place but you know this year I couldn't do it because of the COVID. I did 50 in Sri Lanka. 
um, because I'm believing mothers are wonderful human being to bring peace to the world. Because when mother going wrong, world is going wrong. So I'm believing that. So therefore, all the women have that power. So that is the project I'm doing last 22 years. So therefore, all those t-shirts for sales, for the choose loving kindness, for the helping mothers and the babies, if you are considering them. Anything else before we finish? Sorry? Yes. You know, the, there are four postures. Sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. Okay. But use lying down for last. Don't use it, you know. If you have some physical issues, of course, you can. Why? While you are, moment you lay down, you are falling asleep. Yeah. So... Once in a while, when you are doing a longer period of time, retreat or some, I'm definitely I put them to, you know, lying down too. I always doing that. But be careful with that, you know, not to falling asleep. Otherwise, totally fine. Okay. Anything? All good? Okay. Thank you so much, everybody. And so please stand up.